If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. My guest co-host for the day is Dr. Camille Majdali, who is uh, coming to us live from the UK. Good uh, morning or good evening, I should say, for you, uh, Dr. Camille. Great to have you with us. Good evening, Robbo, and hello, Australia. Great to uh, have you part of the uh, conversation this morning. Uh, Camille's going to be willing to take your questions today and answer them for you. Any question that you've got, you can call through on 1-800-316-316. But uh, Camille, we'll get you to kick off for this hour with a scripture. What have you got to share with us? All right, I'm reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night." And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore comfort each other, and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Mm. Again, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Excellent. That is a great passage. So much in there. I mean, that's, uh, that's enough uh, fodder for us just to unpack for the rest of the morning, to be honest. But uh, tell you what, if you've got a question for Dr. Camille, uh, you are more than welcome to call through and ask those questions. We'll be taking the questions uh, through the balance of uh, the next couple of hours. So call through 1-800-316-316. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. 16 past 7 Eastern Time and 16 past 10. Am I right, Dr. Camille Majdali in the UK at the moment? Yes, it is. 16 past 10, 10 p.m. PM in the evening. On a Wednesday evening. So uh, thank you so much for staying up late to be with us today, uh, Camille. It's uh, certainly a bit of a labour of love for you there in the UK, but uh, we do appreciate your time. And uh, looking forward to uh, the next couple of hours, going to be taking your questions. If you've got a question for Dr. Camille, uh, you can uh, call through on 1-800-316-316. Now, of course, you've got an event coming up. We're going to be doing a a partnership in a couple of weeks. In fact, it'll be two weeks uh, yesterday uh, that this will be happening uh, with uh, with you uh, sharing 
on some pretty important things that have been going on uh, around the world at the moment. Of course, a riot, recession, and uh, beyond COVID-19 uh, is the uh, the topic. But the big thing from you is, is there a word from the Lord? And I think that's an important thing, isn't it, for us to be uh, considering as believers, what's God trying to say to us through uh, some of these uh, massive global events that we're watching unfold before our eyes? Oh, great question, Robbo. Where do I begin? <laughs> uh, and by the way, just my apologies. I said First Corinthians. I was reading from First Thessalonians. Mm, First no, Thessalonians right, yes. five. Yeah. When when you go through a series of cataclysmic events, let's remember Australia's had drought, bushfires, mm. COVID, lockdown, recession, and Protests, I don't know if we could say riots, but certainly the United States has been racked with riots. But bear in mind that when the United States had the riots, almost in tandem, there were protests in the UK, protests in Australia, protests in other Western countries, various degrees. But what does all this mean, these shakings that's going on? And it's a good question. Now, it can either mean, one, judgment of God, or two, it can mean the chastening of the Lord. Or three, it's just a shaking. Mm. And judgment of God is very, how should we say, not just impartial, but just. God doesn't judge righteous people mm. <laughs> with, the za- with the same maladies that he does with unrighteous. And I tend to see judgment more as a la- really last, last day's thing. Chastening is what God does to his children when they get off track. And shaking can happen to everybody because that's the nature of the last days, according to Haggai 2 and to Hebrews chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So I tend to, at this point, and of course I reserve the right to change here, but I tend to see it as a shaking. And what is the purpose of the shaking in Scripture? Well, shaking, according to Hebrews 12, is to make room for the everlasting kingdom of Christ by removing the temporal realms. Well, that all happens at the end. But also, it's like an alarm clock, a merciful divine alarm clock, Mm. to wake up the sleepers, to sober up the drunkards, which is what I read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we should be grateful for the alarm clock. Now, is it possible for the church to sleep? And the answer is, yes, it is. Therefore, why else would Paul say in verse 6 of our reading, let us, meaning the believers, not sleep as do others? If we never slept, then there would be no need for such an exhortation. That's a really good point. Look, if uh, anything uh, Dr. Camille is uh, sharing this morning creates a question in your mind, we would love to hear from you. You can call through with your questions of him this morning. Uh, we're going to have uh, Dr. Camille with us for another hour and a half yet, but we'd love to hear from you nice and early this morning with your questions for Dr. Camille. Any of these things that we've been watching happening around the world, if it's raised questions for you, I mean, even I know, Camille, you'd love to talk about the U.S. elections and uh, some of the stuff happening in the USA at the moment. So if you've got a question for Dr. Camille, uh, do call through this morning, 1-800-316-316. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. My guest co-host for the morning is Dr. Camille Majdali, all the way from the UK. He's up uh, very late on a Wednesday evening there. It's about half past 10 in uh, the UK at the moment. But uh, Camille is with me, and you're going to be with us, uh, Dr. Camille, in a couple of weeks. This is uh, two weeks yesterday, the 7th of October, is when we're going to be doing an online a special event with you, Understanding the Times. 
Uh, it's going to be a, uh, I guess, a presentation from you looking at riots, recession, COVID-19. Is there a word from the Lord? And then an interactive Q&A where people can ask you questions, just like they're doing this morning. But uh, we're looking forward to this. It's going to be a great night. I'm looking forward to it too. It's, uh, it's a wonderful topic. It's a very timely topic. And remember, it's the sixth year in a row yeah. that our ministry, Teach All Nations, has teamed up with Vision Christian Media to cover Australia with insight about today's events in the light of God's Word. Mm. Because remember, Rob, what we're trying to do is give people understanding of the times, like the sons of Issachar, so they know what they need to do. Yeah. So we're not going to be doom and gloom and negative, but we will be realistic, we'll be as honest as possible, and of course, always giving practical words of hope. Yeah, that's great. And like you were reading earlier in the hour, like that passage from Thessalonians talks about not being in the dark. So, you know, we can understand through God's Word you know, uh, insight, I guess, into what's going on uh, so we don't have to feel like we're in the dark. So that's really what this is about, isn't it? It's opening uh, people's eyes um, so that there's not, you know, worry and concern about everything that's happening. We can actually have a, a sense of confidence, can't we? Absolutely. There's nothing in Scripture that tells us we should be frightened and at our wit's end and biting our fingernails. Uh, Jesus says, see that you are not troubled. Mm. And I have a motto. When you understand a problem, you're halfway towards the solution. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Very good. Well, look, it's happening, as mentioned, in a couple of weeks. It's the 7th of October. Uh, we've just put a link to this on our Facebook page. So if you search Vision Christian Radio on Facebook, uh, you'll see the link there for Dr. Camille Majdali, Understanding the Times. It's an online event, so you can watch it from the comfort of your home, but you can be involved uh, with the interactive Q&A on the night as well. So uh, make sure you register for it. Uh, you can do that today. Just go to Facebook, search Vision Christian Radio, and click on that event there with Dr. Camille Majdali, Understanding the Times. Or, of course, you'll find details on our website as well at vision.org.au. But uh, we are taking your questions this morning. Bit of a sneak peek, I guess, at some of the topics you'll be talking about on the night, Dr. Camille. You can call through with your questions on 1-800-316-316. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. And Dr. Camille Majdali is with me as well, my guest for the day. Taking your questions, you can call through with a question for Dr. Camille. That's what Marguerite's done. She's rung 1-800-316-316. Marguerite, what's your question for Dr. Camille? Hello, I'm Hugh, um, over at the uh, Cathedral of Praise in Rockhampton oh, cool. um, a few years ago. Um, and um, my question is um, the peace that we're all looking for. Um, President Trump hopefully will be put in next year. Uh, well, this November, which is quite close now. Mm. But the piece that we're um, looking forward to as Christians, um, we know that a couple of years ago the Pope, you know, uh, did a big um, push for the one religion thing and signed papers with, with the Islamic people. And now we see Trump, um, whom... You know, I believe that, you know, God is with him. I, we see him giving us this great big step forward to sign the papers with Israel. And, but there's just a confusion for me there with all the other, with the other um, religions that are all there in that area. Um, 
I heard that there's supposed to be like a restriction on Israel that they cannot take any land, um, any more land than what they, you know, what they were, the land that they were used to having, they're not allowed to take that. And this peace that we might be looking at and hoping for and praying for might be the peace that will start um, the enter of the Antichrist mm, telling us that good they question. can... Good question, Marguerite. Well, uh, Dr. Camille, can you uh, help to uh, make a bit of sense of that uh, for Marguerite? Okay, I will do my best within the time allotted. <laughs> the, the goal for peace is very worthy, and what President Trump has done is rather remarkable because he has broken a lot of taboos, which seems to be his trademark in mm. all kinds of areas. But in the Middle East, the, the taboos were things of the sort that that the Israel-Palestine or Israel-Arab conflict is the number one problem, that until it's solved, the whole Middle East will be in chaos, and, and that when you solve Israel-Palestine, then the whole Middle East, from Morocco to Iraq, will be placid and wonderful, and that uh, failure to solve this problem will not just keep the region in tender hooks and tension, but could also inflame to the whole world. Well, Trump just broke the rules there, and uh, first of all, did offer the deal of the century to the, the Palestinian leadership. They, they rejected it even before they <laughs> even heard the conditions. And so he went to the next step, and, and amazingly, these Gulf sheikdoms, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, have agreed publicly, out loud, in front of the whole world, to enter into peace accords with Israel. Now, they are still saying, yes, we want rights for the Palestinians and uh, justice for the Palestinians, but they're not waiting for the Palestinians to sign a paper before they've made their own arrangement with Israel. There's a very important pragmatic reason that these Gulf sheikdoms and other Arab nations may be following suit. Two things. One is, of course, Israel has a lot of very attractive and valuable technology. These sheikdoms have to look beyond the days of fossil fuel and oil. The oil doesn't last forever, so they've got a plan for the oil-free future, and Israel can help them. The second thing, and this is a biggie, is they need Israel to counterbalance the menacing influence of Iran. Because Iran isn't just a threat to Israel, it's a threat to all the Sunni Arab regimes. And so it's rather remarkable that one group of Muslim entities is siding with the Jewish state against another Muslim entity. But, of course, the Shia and the Sunni have been at loggerheads almost virtually since the 7th century. The big question when Christians deal with these things is, what does it have to do with Bible prophecy? And uh, is this prophetically significant? I tend, even though I teach on the subject, tend to take a cautious view when applying interpretation, because we only see in part and know in part. It talks about in Daniel 9, which is the passage people are referring to whether they realize the exact reference or not, Daniel 9, which is the 70-week prophecy, and it talks about he shall make, uh, 
shall we say, a covenant with many for one week. (laughs) And we don't mean seven days. It's usually interpreted as a seven-year period. He shall make a covenant with many. So I would tend to think that this, of course, Daniel is talking about a false deceptive peace, which actually will unleash great turmoil, great wrath, great conflict. At this juncture, I don't see this, what we have just talked about, this, what is called Abraham Accords, in that same line. It is a good thing to seek to make peace, and after all, the, the peace was made with Israel and Egypt, peace was made with Israel and Jordan. That didn't lead to any, you know, false peace, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah, I would say wait and see. I'm sorry, I can't be a little more conclusive, but I can only go with as much information as I have. Mm, that's a good answer, uh, Dr. Camille. Would you say, obviously, all this stuff that's going on is certainly biblically significant, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you can't say, well, this aligns perfectly with that verse, but uh, certainly there's a significance to what's happening, isn't there, with the, the uh, you know everyone striving for peace in the Middle East? Well, it, it is biblically significant, but at this point, I would say in a general way, not as you said, not necessarily can I give a chapter and verse mm. for everything, yeah. but the, remember last year in our vision-sponsored Understanding the Times tour, the theme was four cities that shake the world. Yeah. And this whole idea of understanding what's behind all the turmoil I think is very significant. And can I just add real quickly, if you want to get real insight into the shaking and the furious reaction of world powers, then read the second Psalm, Mm -hmm. because that actually summarizes everything. It asks, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? And the simple answer is because the king is getting ready to come back. Wow, that's cool. That's Psalm 2. All right, that's worth having a read of today. Hey, thanks for the call, Marguerite, and for your question. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy your day. God bless you both. A great way to start your day. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. Yeah, Robbo with you, and Dr. Camille Majdali is with me uh, all the way from the UK. It's coming up towards uh, 11 p.m. in the UK on a Wednesday night, but Camille, you've been very generous uh, staying up late uh, to answer people's questions. So thank you so much for that. But uh, we've had a call come through from Darren this morning on 1800 316 316. You can, of course, call through as well with your questions. But uh, Darren, what's your question for Dr. Camille? Yeah, with the uh, Abraham um, Accord with Israel and the Arab nations, um, how do you uh, see that triggering um other reactions from particularly like the eu in relation to the revived roman empire and um with the rebuilding of the temple Mm, good question how do you respond to that dr camille (laughs) okay well you may or may not have noticed that while there was uh how should we say it some real positive vibes after the signing of the Accords, which was only last week, 15th of September, but not universal joy, Mm. and particularly of interest, was not in the EU, or for that matter, the United Kingdom, even though they're trying to and uh, have been broken away from the EU thanks to Brexit. And the reason is, they say, what about the Palestinians? 
And the reason for that is not because the Palestinians weren't given an offer. They were actually given an offer before the others, or, you know, how should I say, first mm-hmm. option. But it's because it's breaking a narrative that you cannot make peace in the whole Middle East until the whole situation with Israel-Palestine is solved. So the EU, yeah. and for that matter, the British Foreign Office, uh, were not turning cartwheels of joy over the Abraham Accords. They're saying that, you know, you're putting the cart before the horse. So what does it all mean? It means that, well, technically, if we're going to have the, the, the normal prophetic narrative of a false peace made with a charismatic leader that ends up being the man of sin, the son of perdition, you would think there would be more uh, joy coming out of Europe rather than less. Mm. So, as I shared earlier with Marguerite, and that is, uh, I take a cautious view before I start applying scriptures <laughs> to specific events, because I, t- I tend to deal with trends more than the one-on-one items. So, at this point, I don't see it as necessarily fitting Daniel 9, verses 26 and 27, the 70-week prophecy. It's a wait-and-see attitude. It has to be, yep. because we only know in part and see in part. So I'm just, uh-huh. uh, yes, just watching and praying. But I think, you know, any time in the Arab world that you make peace, it's a good thing, because the Middle East is a peace-challenged region. Mm. So when you can get mm-hmm. people to sign peace treaties and exchange ambassadors and all that, that's certainly much better than making war. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in that sense, mm-hmm. I take a positive mm-hmm. aspect to it. Yes, it would be nice to see it with Palestine or Palestinians as well, but uh, at least somebody is talking peace. And uh, that's the interesting thing. Mr. Trump has not only gotten two Arab nations to come out and say, yes, we're making peace, but he even got Serbia and Kosovo on board too, all virtually within the same week. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the uh, question, yeah. Darren. Great to hear from you, mate. Yeah, bless you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Darren. Some great questions coming through this morning. You can ask yours as well on 1-800-316-316. And Nuet's given us a call. What's your question for Dr. Camille, Nuet? Yeah, follow up with what Dr. Camille just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, is I, I just wonder, um, the way I see that the Ezekiel 38, that all the nation listed are all in position now, mm-hmm. with the, um, the Arab just signing the the uh, agreement mm-hmm. with um, peace with Israel, so they are Sheba and the Dan. So this is how I see it. I just wonder whether how Dr. Camille see it, you know. Okay, great. And yes, so uh, Ezekiel 38 is the passage that you're referring to, is that right? Yeah, you just mentioned about all the agreements signed by um, Donald Trump with um, Israel and the um, Arab mm-hmm. um, state. Yep. Uh, Sheba and Dedan, those are the Arabs. Mm-hmm. They're all in position now to be on the side of Israel, commenting about, you know, those uh, nations that will be invading Israel, which is Iran and Turkey in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just wonder whether is that um, um, what I see is correct. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Camille, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, that's a very good question. This whole topic of Bible prophecy is a wonderful topic. It's very good and healthy for the church, but it does take some (laughs) 
patience. It's a lifetime of study. That's Ezekiel yeah. 30 and 39 is referring to a latter-day invasion of the land of Israel, unprovoked, doesn't involve them immediate neighbors. It involves a second ring of nations, namely Put, Cush, and Persia, along with, of course, Gog. And just even deciding who Gog is can be a tug-of-war. Traditionally, it's thought of as Russia, but uh, there, there are arguments to say otherwise. I won't go into all that. There's no time. So one of the conditions, though, for fulfillment is that Israel is living in peace, not having bars or gates. Mm. So it seems to imply that not only is Israel in peace, but it's uh, basically letting its guard down. It's, yeah. It doesn't have the fortifications or you know, being one big fortress that it tends to be. So again, as I've been saying this whole morning, Australia time, <laughs> is that we have to watch and pray. We don't rush into any kind of interpretation uh, unduly. And I would say that, like with Sheba and Dedan, even the identification of some of the key players, or even some of the minor players, we have to watch. Turkey is especially to be watched, and I would say that Turkey, along with Iran, are nations we keep our eyes on. They are important yeah. nations. They are biblically significant. Even from a normal geopolitical point of view, without any reference to the Bible, they are important. These two nations have had impressive empires in their history. And of course, if you've ever had an empire, if you had even half a chance to get that empire back, you would. And I would say both of them, Turkey and Iran, have hegemic ambitions. So that's what I'm really watching. Mm. And their overt hostility to the Abraham Accords is not the least bit surprising, although ironically, though Turkey is objecting strenuously that these Gulf sheikdoms have made peace with Israel, the irony is that Turkey itself has diplomatic relations with Israel, trade with Israel, direct flights from Istanbul to Tel Aviv on a daily, I think several times a day basis. Mm, yeah. So in the Middle East, uh, you know, there are contradictions, and we learn to expect the unexpected. So I would say, Let's just keep watching Turkey and Iran and see where that goes. Mm, great response. Thank you for that, Dr. Camille. If I can just add one little question into there, you talk about the fact of you know, the, uh, Israel having its you know, gates down or its, you know, essentially the borders are open. So would that, I mean, for me, I would think, well, that kind of indicates that it's happening during that uh, seven-year peace treaty where there's you know, like a more of a, a broader peace uh, happening in that area. Would that be your sort of take on that? I think that's a sensible position, but like everything else, the timing is is number one. When, mm. when does this happen? When does it fall into the prophetic calendar? Yeah. And we, those that have a love for prophecy and a high view of Scripture, there's a fair degree of agreement on timing, but there are variations, yeah, like sure. pre-trib rapture or post-trib rapture or things like that. Yeah, okay, that's great. Hey, Newitt, thank you so much for your call this morning. Lovely to hear from you, and thanks may, for your question. May I have one, may I have one more question? Uh, yep, question? just quickly, what do you got? Yeah, I, I said that you know everybody was worried about the signing of the peace agreement. Um, right now we see it, you know, but in the Bible, the um, Daniel nine twenty seven, it says, 
the ruler of the people that will destroy the temple in 1970 AD. That's the one that will be the Antichrist. So that's what I want to um, mention as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any any thoughts on that, uh, Dr. Millie? Are you going to predict who the Antichrist is for us this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I actually would be the last person to predict who the Antichrist is. There's been a lot of Academy Award-style nominations for who Antichrist would be, whether it's Hitler or Stalin or Mao or even Henry Kissinger was nominated. I was just going to say, Kissinger was one that got mentioned a fair few times. And he's still alive, by the way. Oh, there you go. But this is the ruler of the people that destroyed the temple in 70 AD, which is the Romans. Yeah, yes, but you got to remember that, that, you, that the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire yeah. covered huge parts of the Middle East at the time, so it could, yeah. it may not necessarily be Rome itself or Italy. And, and by the way, the Roman soldiers that destroyed the temple may not have actually been Italians; they could have been locals who were employed by the imperial military. Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Now, look, there's certainly lots of good questions there, Newt. Thank you so much for your uh, call and your questions today. Uh, appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, You can uh, call through with your questions as well for Dr. Camille, uh, 1-800-316-316. I know particularly, uh, Camille, you were saying you'd love to chat about the U.S. elections. And, uh, I mean, there's some pretty significant decisions happening at the moment with regards to uh, the uh, Supreme Court judges who's going to be appointed for the next season. So uh, uh, maybe after the news we can talk about that. But if you've got a question uh, specifically about the U.S. Uh, situation at the moment, then call through on one 800 316 316. That's 1 800 316 316. Rise and shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. Robbo with you, and Dr. Camille Majdali is with me as well, all the way from the UK, uh, burning the midnight oil and taking your questions. Uh, lots of calls coming through this morning. You can join the conversation on 1 800 316 316. I've had a call from Jared this morning. What's your question for Dr. Camille? Uh, my question is, um, do you believe in the Illuminati and do you think they're behind a lot of the stuff that's going on? Okay, Jared, thank you for your question. And I'll be very honest. I know not a whole lot about the Illuminati. Therefore, I really would not be in a position to comment any further on that. I do believe, though, in general, there can be things like what you call uh, conspiracy theories or a cabal of people who are running the world. That may be true to a point, but what I've seen, and I think history bears it out, there have been many attempts by ambitious people to control the whole world, and every single one of them has failed. They may have had a degree of power and success, but when they try to do the whole world, it's called imperial overreach, and they fall flat on their face. The only one who will control the whole world will be Jesus Christ when he returns, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mm. Even Antichrist, is it says he's going to rule the whole world, but he will have a lot of rebellion in the ranks, and I think there's something like at least three civil wars that happened in the tribulation period when he's meant to be ruling the whole world. So that's just as a general principle. But as far as the Illuminati is concerned, I'm not really in a position to comment further. Mm. Well, thank you for that question, yeah. Jared. That's, a, that's great. Certainly, yeah, it's a, a name that people hear a fair bit about, isn't it? So uh, it certainly gets you thinking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the call, mate. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. You can call through with your questions as well for Dr. Camille. 1-800-316-316 is the number to call.
And I know that, uh, Camille, you've been uh, pretty keen to talk about the U.S. elections, which are coming up. They're only, what, not even two months away now before uh, the U.S. goes to the polls. And lots happening, of course, in the U.S. at the moment. So I'll get you to uh, uh, maybe give a bit of a, a brief on your take on what's happening in the U.S. at the moment uh, after some more music. We've got uh, Rebecca St. James coming up next. Battle is the Lord's on Vision. You can call through with your questions for Dr. Camille on 1-800-316-316. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. It's Thursday morning, 23 past 6 in the West, 23 past 8 Eastern Time, and 23 past 11 on a Wednesday evening in the UK, which is where Dr. Camille Majdali is uh, this evening, taking your calls, taking your questions. And we've had uh, quite a great breadth of uh, questions coming through uh, Dr. Camille, but I know that uh, you have been keen to talk about uh, the U.S. elections. Now, of course, it's only uh, a couple of months before the U.S. goes to the poll. And I mean, obviously, fair to say it's uh, another significant moment in U.S. history, what's uh, coming up uh, at the moment. Uh, what's your take on, on what's been happening? I mean, obviously, through this whole year with COVID and the lead up to the election, where do you think things are at at the moment? Well, I'm not even sure where to start. I, <laughs> as many of your listeners know, I am originally from the United States. I've lived most of my life in Australia, and I'm still connected to Australia. It is my home base, but I keenly watch what happens in the U.S. It's often a phrase used across the board in different countries. This is the most important election, Mm. you know, in our lifetime. And I have to say that this 2020 election really is the most important. It goes beyond the candidates themselves, and that's, of course, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It actually has to do with two very different philosophies. I would actually link it to a topic that I've been speaking about in the Understanding the Times tour for the last four years, and that has to do with the cultural civil war. It's a civilizational war between what we call the traditional conservatives, who are Judeo-Christian based, even though not all of them are Christian, but they are conservative. Mm. They, they believe Western civilization has given a lot of good things, and even the bad things they have worked out and, and turned it into something good, versus what we call secular progressivism, secular humanism, uh, and cultural Marxism. That's the, this is a coalition that doesn't just want to change the West, but in some cases wants to destroy it. Mm. And these two forces are very much exemplified in the U.S. election. Now, Mr. Biden is the former vice president. He's been in politics 47 years. He's 70, will be 78 in November. And so some ways he could argue, well, look, I, I believe in the West too. I'm a moderate and so on and so forth. But in order to get the support of the radical side of the Democratic Party, namely Bernie Sanders, who is an avowed socialist. Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont, had his honeymoon in the Soviet Union and oh, has really? been preaching, <laughs> yes, has been preaching the, the gospel small g of socialism all his political life. And Bernie Sanders actually is nearly 79 years old. For some reason, though he's been consistent in the message of socialism, he's only getting traction now. Mm. In the last few years, he's, he's like a pop star idol. He's the one that has the following. He's the one that has the energy. He has the AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and the squad and all that behind him. 
And had he had they say Elizabeth Warren hadn't been there or whatever happened, he would have been the nominee. But because he's considered too radical, they uh, torpedoed his uh, progress to uh, the nomination and pushed Joe Biden, who wasn't even doing all that well in the primaries. But in order to get, as they call them, the Bernie bros, Bernie Sanders enthusiastic far left supporters, they basically made a pact. And although they never talked about it in their national convention, uh, it's there for anyone to read. Uh, it's at least 120 pages. <laughs> and so it's, it's very similar to what happened in the United Kingdom, where in the election of December 2019, it was a choice between the conservatives, and by the way, don't be fooled by that term. It doesn't mean what it used to, but they are conservative as far as uh, the Labour Party is concerned. That's Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn, who be very similar to Bernie Sanders, very similar. Mm. So as it turned out, the campaign of Corbyn nosedived, and there were parts of the UK that hadn't voted conservative in 80 years, flocked into the arms of Boris Johnson, and he had basically a landslide election. To some extent, Australia had a similar thing in the May 2019 federal election, not a landslide, but it certainly was an election upset yeah, by Scott Morrison over Bill Shorten. So there seems to be a pattern here of that the left of center parties, especially in the UK and now in the United States, are, are going really far left, even to the, the reaction to the riots that have happened in democratically won cities. But instead of putting the riots down, which they could do, they have the capability they not only don't put them down, they want to defund the police. Mm. Now, do you think that the average American watching all this is going to be amused? Well, like the Queen, they will not be amused. Mm. And the anecdotal situation is that gun sales in the U.S. have skyrocketed. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a gun oh, at the really? moment, Robo, well, to buy. They have skyrocketed. Now, are they going to vote for a party where the vice presidential candidate, in this name case Kamala Harris, is basically promising, if I have a half a chance, I'm going to seize your guns. Do you think they're going to vote for such a party mm -hmm. when they're buying guns like there's no tomorrow because yeah. security and law and order are an issue? I've never seen anything like this. That's amazing. And, of course, I have loved ones in the United States, including my own daughter, who is a Melbourne girl, but went to the U.S. nine years ago, married a local, and so she's very much at this point embedded there, and, uh, you know, other relatives and the like. Mm. So we watch yes. this situation. Well, you're certainly watching with a lot it's more a, interest than probably others. You know, some just have a casual observation, but you're uh, you know, very much, um, you know, enmeshed in it, I guess, in that way. You know, obviously, with your, your close family there uh, living in the States, so that... Uh, certainly puts a different spin on it for you uh, than it might be for others. Well, it, it is, but can I just say that America's important for everyone, including mm. Australia. It's yeah. not just an ally. No, without a doubt. But it is a leader, and what happens in America does affect Australia. Mm. One thing about the left that I think people do know, it's a global movement. They're not just globalists, but they're a global movement. Mm. So they coordinate from one country to the next. That's why, for example... If Extinction Rebellion wants to have protests in Australia, they can simultaneously have them in America and in the United Kingdom and in Europe 
all at the same time. Yes. And the same with other cultural Marxist groups like Black Lives Matters and Antifa and so on. And yes. Safe Schools, by the way, is under that same banner too. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, look, some great thoughts there. We need to uh, let uh, Tracy share the latest news headlines with us now. But, uh, yeah, some great stuff. If that raises any questions for you, we're running out of time rapidly. But if you've got a question for Dr. Camille, you can call through. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. Robbo with Dr. Camille Majdali, uh joining me. And just about time to wrap up our time together. It's coming up to midnight for Dr. Camille. So uh, thank you again for staying up so late. But it's been great having all these uh, calls and questions coming in for you today. And uh, Steve's given us a call with a question. What's your question for Dr. Camille, Steve? Um, I'd just like to ask about the, the blood moons that were last, last year. And, you know, they were supposed to be like a, you know, a sign of uh, cataclysmic events to come. Does, does he really believe that? What's your, what's your response to uh, Steve? Camille? Okay, hi, Steve. Yeah. Yes, Steve. Hi, uh, hi, the blood moon was a big issue in 2015. And it, I'll tell you one thing, it sold a lot of books for those that wrote on it. And I don't mean that cynically, but it, it, it definitely did. However, what I've learned is that, yes, the Bible does speak about the moon will be as blood. Obviously not literally blood, but deep red. And I've always felt it was not a la carte, but a package deal. Because it also means the sun will be darkened. The moon doesn't give its light. The powers of the heavens are shaken. And so when there was all this prediction in 2015 of the blood red moon, as far as we can tell, it, it came to nothing. Even when you go back into history, the, there it sometimes happened, sometimes it didn't, sometimes it happened in proximity to to a key date in history, like the expulsion of the Jews from Spain and the expulsion of Islam in the same year of 1492. I would just say that, uh, again, it's safer to take a more cautious view, and that is it, is, it is a package deal. As I said earlier, it is a whole host of things along with the red color of the moon. So I tend to take that at this point with a little grain of salt. I don't deny it's in the Bible, but I do see it as something that happens at the very, very end as the Lord is returning. Mm. Okay, great response, Camille. Thank you so much uh, for your call, Steve. Thanks for the question. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Are you there, Karen? Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for your patience. What's your question for Dr. Camille? Well, I like to, uh, my, my question is, is the temple going to be built after the peace or for a while in Jerusalem? Is the Jewish people going to build the new temple or not? All right. Are the Jewish people going to build the temple? Well, to be honest, I don't think it's imminent. <laughs> As much as it's a juicy, tantalizing topic, bear in mind that there's a couple of issues, main issues. One is, is the Bible talking about a rebuilt Jewish temple on what we know as the Temple Mount, or is the word temple, as used in the New Testament, referring to, let's say, the body of Christ, because we are the temple of the Spirit? It does help to know a little bit of Greek. That's one thing. The second thing, let's just go on the assumption that there will be a last day's temple. 
is its building on the horizon? Is it, you know, next week kind of thing? The obstacles against rebuilding the temple are enormous, if not insurmountable, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which the current arrangements, the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem are protected by Israeli law. If anything happened, like an earthquake or a, a Katusha rocket from Hezbollah in Lebanon or anything, then the Muslims who supervise that mount can rebuild the temple. There is also disagreement, uh, not temple, excuse me, the Dome of the Rock and Al-Aqsa Mosque. In addition, there is not consensus in the Jewish community worldwide, uh, even if they want a temple, because they haven't had one in 1900 years. They've reformatted very much since then. And, of course, a lot of Jewish people are not overly religious, and uh, they might you know, think more of animal rights than sacrifice. Mm. So there are all these kind of things. And then, of course, you have the whole Muslim world watching the mountain all. But having said that, having said that, the Middle East is an interesting place because that which would seemingly be impossible then becomes a reality. That's right. So I would not rule anything out, but no, I don't see it as happening around the corner either. Mm. Okay, great response. Thank you for that. Uh, thanks so much for your uh, call, Karen, and appreciate your patience. I know you've tried a few times to get in for yeah. a, a question well, today. So. God bless you. Uh, first, before you knock me off, I, I reckon the temple is in the, in, in the human heart, in yeah, the body. Yeah, well, the Bible talks about us being the temple of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? So, I mean, that's certainly yes, one, one point to, to keep in mind. Hey, thanks for the call, Karen. Lovely to hear from you. Thank you. God bless you. As is often the case, uh, not enough time to answer all the questions that have come through this morning, but thank you to everyone that has called and been a part of the conversation. And thanks again to uh, Camille uh, for giving up your Wednesday evening. It is uh, approaching midnight for you. So thanks very much for, uh, for staying up late for us and answering these uh, questions. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks again. My pleasure. And God bless Australia. And a reminder, of course, that we've got uh, this special event coming up in a couple of weeks. It'll be uh, two weeks yesterday, uh, the 7th of October, uh, that this uh, online event, Understanding the Times, is going to be happening. And we encourage you to register for that today. You can go to vision.org.au and click the links there for Dr. Camille Majdali, uh, this online special event, the 6th Annual Understanding the Times uh, event. But obviously, it's been a two of the last five years, uh, Camille, but sadly... Uh, that wasn't to be the case, but thanks to technology, we can still have you join us. Uh, beyond COVID-19, recession and riots, is there a word from the Lord? So uh, a great message and, of course, interactive Q&A on the night as well. So if you didn't get a chance to ask Camille a question today, uh, that'll be an opportunity then. So you can jump on to the website to register, vision.org.au. Uh, I'd encourage you to do it today. Get that uh, registration in and then you'll get reminders uh, coming up as it approaches on the 7th of October. So I'm really looking forward to that, Dr. Camille. I think that'll be a great night uh, with you sharing and answering more questions from uh, our Vision family around the country. It'll be a great event, so I encourage everyone to go to vision.org.au, sign up. It is a free event, by the way, so mm. don't worry about the cost because there is none. Yeah, that's right, free event, which is uh, certainly... And, and the great thing is it's accessible. Everyone can watch it from the comfort of their own home, so you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to uh, travel like some people... Now, in years gone by, I've travelled hours to get to see you 
uh, in a person, but uh, this way they can do it uh, from the comfort of their home. So it's a great uh, uh, opportunity. Vision.org.au. Just click the link there for uh, Dr. Camille. You'll see a picture of him uh, on the screen. Uh, click that link, sign up, and while you're doing it, you can sign up to receive email updates from Camille as well and get the uh, weekly um, emails uh, and the reports, I guess, that you bring uh, to us so we can understand the times. So that's all available there at vision.org.au. Camille, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate you sharing the last couple of hours with us. My pleasure, Robbo, and God bless all Vision listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.